0: On this episode, we catch up on San Diego's return to the purple tier and what that means for local restaurants trying to survive what's become the constant pull and push of the pandemic. And then, moving forward with our theme of things to hopefully look forward to in 2021, we share the story of Cali, a highly anticipated new project in San Diego's East Village, which really is a homecoming of sorts for one local chef, and we love his story.
1: Cali has been on our radar for a while. It's the first solo restaurant for chef Travis Swickard. Travis returned to San Diego, which is his hometown, a couple of years ago after spending more than a decade in New York City as a key member of revered chef Daniel Balut's culinary team. He joins our podcast to talk about his move back home and how Cali is
0: coming along.
2: I want this restaurant to be so fun. You know, like I want it to be exciting and pretty loud dining room with fun music playing.
0: You are listening to our Scene in San Diego podcast. Hey, Candace, how are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you, Monica. Hi.
0: Hi. Well, I feel like I see this every time we catch up, but it's so true. So much has happened again since the last time we spoke. See,
1: seriously, it changes the pandemic norm now.
0: Yeah. It just, we're trying to keep up. Anyway, so the big development came down last week on January 25th when California Governor Gavin Newsom announced he was lifting the regional stay-at-home order for San Diego County, which we had been under since early December.
1: That's right. So for about seven weeks, San Diego was under really tight pandemic-related restrictions. And for restaurants, this meant that they had to pause all on-site dining and could only offer takeout and delivery.
0: Right. But now this lifting of the stay at home order, it takes San Diego County back to the state's color coded tiered system for loosening or tightening activities and business in our communities. And we are back to the purple tier, the most restrictive tier in the system. So what does that mean for restaurants in particular, Candace?
1: It means that restaurants in San Diego County can at least go back to offering outdoor dining, you know, although with all the rain we've had lately, it's not exactly great timing. But uh, but indoor dining is still not allowed in the Purple Tier.
0: Okay, so life in the Purple Tier also impacts the reopening of other things around San Diego. For example, bars and breweries and distilleries that serve food and run the same way as restaurants can also offer outdoor service. Hair salons and nail salons can reopen indoor operations.
1: Museums can reopen outdoor operations, and the San Diego Zoo and Safari Park reopened that way over the weekend. The USS Midway also reopened this week, and SeaWorld reopens on February 6th. But everything has to reopen with COVID-related safety modifications.
0: So definitely more things opening again, but still a lot of rules, and we'll continue to keep an eye on those changes for you. So what else is new, Candice?
1: Well, we've been talking about fresh starts a lot lately, and there's a project by chef Travis Swickard that is giving us hope for some great food in the future. Let's get into that.
0: Yes, please. Okay, so Travis Swickard is a big deal in the New York culinary scene, and now he's back in San Diego. And this is his hometown, so his roots here are deep. Tell us about him, Candice.
1: Travis told me that he knew he was destined for chef Dem by age four, and he took his oh. first cooking job while in high school in San Diego. From here, he went to the New England Culinary Institute in Vermont, then to England to train at an acclaimed restaurant. He came back to the States in 2008 and was invited to move to New York by Chef Gavin Kaysen, whom he met while they were both cooking in San Diego. But by then, Kaysen was running the Michelin-starred Cafe Balud. Travis moved swiftly up the ranks in New York City over the next five years, and now he's back in San Diego, ready to debut his own restaurant.
0: So it sounds like San Diego was always chasing after him in some way, shape, or form all over the world. So, uh, Callie, it's going to be located at the corner of Island and Park in downtown's East Village. The restaurant was supposed to debut in 2020, but the pandemic shifted Travis's plans just like it did for all of our plans. And now he has a site set on opening later this year. Callie is a partnership between Travis and partners David Cohn and Deborah Scott of the Cohn Restaurant Group. And he'll tell us a little bit about that in our interview later.
1: Right. So Callie won't officially be part of the CRG portfolio, but it will be the culmination of the chef's long relationship with the restaurant group, which gave him his very first job at Kimosabe Sabe in Hillcrest many, many years ago.
0: There it is. Full circle. I love that. So Travis joined our podcast to share his plans for Cali, including what's on the menu and what his dreams are for the restaurant and bolstering San Diego as a true dining destination. He talked a lot about collaboration between restaurateurs locally in San Diego and how important that's going to be to make sure that San Diego is on the map as a dining destination. We're going to take you into that conversation with Travis now.
1: Hey, Travis, we're happy to have you to with us today. Thanks for joining us.
2: Absolutely. My pleasure. Great to yes. be here.
0: Thank you so much. Well, um, we want to kick it off, Travis, by just asking you, I mean, we're going to talk about Cali. We want to know all that, but we we want to know what you've been up to besides working on Cali during the pandemic.
2: So a bunch of things, you know, um, fortunately, I had some great support from my, from my partners and they kind of brought me on to, to take on. Um, a food bank they were running for their employees um, for the first couple months um, for during the first round of the pandemics, like March through June. Um, I was kind of running a, a food bank feeding, you know, they laid off a bunch of employees. So we were, we were, um, I was cooking for them about, we did about, um, yeah, quite a few 2000 meals a week or something like that um, cooking for them. And then, and then, um, you know, a lot of it has been kind of taking odd jobs here and there, consulting jobs, um, helping certain restaurants out through San Diego and, and, and elsewhere. Um, there was a moment there where we, we opened and we had, you know, we started really revving up to open in September um, with Cali and then we got closed down in September. So that didn't happen. Um, I, you know, I was, there's there's been like a lot of like start and stop, start and stop. So that's kind of really where I've been like, focusing attention is trying to keep it all on Kelly. Um, and then, you know, recently in December, we were supposed to open in December and the week that we were supposed to start hiring staff, we got shut down again. So we were just kind of like, okay, we're you know, we're not going to try this, you know, anymore. We're going to basically wait it out and, and make sure that we're in a place where we're not going to start and stop again. Cause it's, it's been just a crazy amount of, of work, effort, emotions, you know, all of that to get it going. So basically the last since December I've um kind of pivoted and went started doing um in-home private chef experiences um with my with my chef of cuisine and my and my um and my general manager. I'm just going into um private guests homes and doing full-on um chef experience, tasting menus. Um, which is has is, is been pretty good. I can't take a day off, you know. Like, I mean, I I've definitely surfed more than I have you know in quite a while in the last couple of months. This has been nice to, to do, but still, you know, I I've been working at 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 Cali, you know, doing random jobs. I just got back from Maui. I was cook- I was out there cooking for um for the PGA golf tournament. Uh, they they brought me out there to cook for the for the golfers out there.
1: Nice.
2: Um, so that was. You know something that i that I did in the beginning of the year kind of help out with the employment situation, so that was good yeah. kept me busy yeah
1: um so you know, looking back to summer two thousand and eighteen, which seems like ages ago, but yeah. you know at the time it was really big news when you you know announced that you were coming back to open a restaurant here. And I kind of wanted to know, you know, I'm sure you've been keeping tabs on San Diego in like the decade that you were away. And what mm-hmm. was it that sort of made you decide that the time was right to come back here and, and do something like this?
2: Part of it was, you know, having the right partnership with people that I, that I trusted. Um, also, you know, being in the right personal space of understanding that I did everything I wanted to do in New York. Um, personally, you know, I had two kids and I was like, you know, New York wasn't the place for us anymore. And kind of knew that San Diego was always there and would always be there for me. Um, and, you know, coming back here a couple of times, seeing, you know, some excitement around, you know, um, certain restaurants are popping up, you know, whether it was, it was campfire or it was, you know, Juniper and Ivy or whatever it was, or, you know, or going to trust when I, when I would come home, um, you know, it was nice to see like busy bustling scene of, uh, restaurants, you know, or even consortium restaurants where, you know, it's like, oh, this is, you know, a cool scene, you know, that that could be, you know, that is elevating, that is, is, is elevating, you know, and, and I would love to be a part of that, that elevation.
0: Well, we love that. And we love that you're home. So welcome home. <laughs> And, you know, you you talked about the collaborative spirit of the restaurant industry. And now more than ever, that collaboration and that helping someone out is probably needed more, you know, with everything that the restaurant industry has been through, with everything every industry has been through.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. um, You know, I've seen it firsthand with my partners and seeing what they've gone through um, with, you know, opening and closing their restaurants and the amount of, you know, people they they lost mean, people are the most important part you know and you know obviously they lost a lot of money but like the the people are the most important part and you know building that team and, and the spirit and you know that's that's really rough and you know i'm i'm really close with john resnick and and the team up there and and you know we talk all the time and and about business, about family, about everything. And-,
0: and we love John here. He was on our podcast last year. Um, oh, and cool. yeah, he had great, great things to say too, just about, you know, how they were going to weather the storm, how your industry was going to weather the storm. So yeah. very interesting. Um, So you talked about, you know, important partnership in you know making sure that was part of the formula for wanting to come back and launching cali at the right time um and you know cone restaurant group is is certainly a powerhouse in the in the hospitality hospitality industry here in san diego so how has your relationship with crg shaped your culinary career and and this project
2: well i mean you know first and foremost you know um you know the restaurant's not a part of cone restaurant group um but, you know, it, it, my, my relationship has always been really close with Deborah Scott. Um, she was my first chef I worked for her here in San Diego when I, well, my first, like, restaurant that I worked in um, out, out of high school. And so, you know, ever since, you know, I worked for her in, in, at Kimo Sabe and Indigo Grill, and, and, I, and we opened Island Prime when I was, like, 20 or something, and right before I left um, to go to culinary school so we were always, you know, close. She was always, you know, really good with me and my, and my family. And, you know, I had a brother pass away when I was working for her and she was like really tight with him. And she, she, um, you know, she's just been a part of my family for a long time and some that I've always trusted. So she was like the, the core to it, you know, and then, you know, something's happened when I was in New York and we were always in communication. And then she kind of told David like, Hey, we should reach out to Travis. And then David reached out and was like, Hey, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever you need, let's, let's talk. And, and so, you know, it's been, it's been great to like, like have the, the affiliation with, with CRG just because they have such a strong core and background in, in, in the industry in San Diego, you know, part of the thing that we worked out was that they, they would, you know, employ me as a consultant or whatever to, you know, to get me through who, I mean, I thought it was going to be six months, (laughs) you know, like, so they, you know, they they helped out with, with that and I was able to help Deborah's restaurants elevate a little bit and, you know, open up another restaurant for them in Carlsbad and and then a bunch of other little projects for them along the way um, nice. w- where I was able to kind of adjust to San Diego the lifestyle, the, you know, the, the chefs, the, you know, the clientele and kind of see a little bit about what was happening at the same time with, with their clientele and also like other clientele around San Diego. so. Yeah, it's it was it's definitely been just like a huge, you know, support kind of behind me the whole time that's going, you know, that's allowed me to kind of stand up straight and, and be me, you know. So that's been that's definitely been a huge core part of it.
1: Has the has the pandemic sort of forced you to change anything about your original plans for Cali? I mean, it's a, it's a big undertaking at something like 6500 square feet and all these mm-hmm. different parts inside and has anything, you know, that, that you've seen sort of happen or change in the industry because of this sort of, you know, prompted you to um, things around?
2: You know, people have asked me that quite a bit. And, and what I always say is, you know, people, people think that the industry is, is changed forever, and that's, that is true. Um, hopefully, the change that comes is, is more realization from the public side of what it takes to have a restaurant. And the effort it takes and, the, and, you know, and the price it costs to go to dine out and, you know, every, all the employees and the hands and everything that, that kind of go into creating a special experience. Um, so, you know, nothing that we went out to do was ever to be a fine dining over the top restaurant. It was always to be a very fun, casual atmosphere, communal, communal style dining. Um, and th- and then none of that's changed. Um, as far as like the the layout of the restaurant, um, n- there's not a single thing in the restaurant that was there before that you'll ever recognize in Cali now. Mm-hmm. Um, not a single. There's not a single wall, pillar, single piece from the old restaurant there. Uh, basically, everything got flattened out and restarted from zero. So, cool. so we. We, but we, you know, we built a a large, a large bar area in the front, you know, and, and our thing about, you know, being in these villages, it's a developing neighborhood and understanding it's a developing neighborhood. So, you know, I wanted to be, be the first part of that community and build a, build a a nice, big, beautiful bar in the front that, that is kind of just like welcoming for our neighborhood to come in and grab a bite at the bar or grab an amazing cocktail or or whatever it is, um, so that you know that's always been the core part of our, our you know belief in what we're doing at the restaurant is understanding that we're going to be a part of a growing community.
0: And Travis, with so many delays now in the process, and you know the roller coaster, can we do it? Can we not do it? Uh, where does the opening of Cali stand right now, the top of February twenty twenty one?
2: So, um, you know, based on us having new landlords and 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 there being they're putting in um, the life science building above us. Um, so there'll be like 30% of the building will be labs. They're basically separating our HVAC. They're decoupling our HVAC that we currently have, giving us our own unit and taking us off of the rest of the building. So that's kind of the biggest thing that's kind of holding us back now. Um, and that looks like it'll be like done in mid-May. We could, we could open before, but then we'd have to close for a week with no air. So we're like, not gonna wait all this time and then you know and basically you know we're we're all indoors we're not you know we don't we have a little patio if we want it but um, you know right now <clears throat> I don't you know I don't really if I don't have to I don't really want to put people on the street um in East Village you know hopefully we're kind of we'll get to a place where that kind of coincides with with fifty percent indoor dining um, based on our based on our floor plan and what we have inside like you know fifty percent indoor dining. Um, is quite a bit with, with the space that we have and it'll be a nice place to open. So it's kind of both those things, the 50% and also getting that HVAC fixed. So, you know, at the, at the earliest, it looks like, you know, mid-May, um, you know, to early June, you know, who knows what's going to happen in a month. You know, they could close us down again. They could, you know, they could, it could go to 25% indoors and then things get worse and then go backwards. We just got to, make a commitment to, to get to a certain point. And now I feel more comfortable than ever, you know, saying like, you know, mid May, early June. Yeah. That's kind of, kind of the game plan yeah. at this point is, is you, that you,
1: you, you seem, you know, pretty Zen about it, all, all things considering.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm very much, I'm a very positive person. Like I try to, I try to always look at the positive side and like, believe me, there's, there's plenty of stuff that you could, you could lose your mind over. Um, but again, I, I feel fortunate that I'm in the position I'm in, um, I'm able, I'm able to, you know, I'm doing private cooking classes and virtual cooking classes and all these things like help me get through and also keeps me going and, you know, working with, working with my local farmers and fishermen and kind of developing relationships and all of that, that, you know, you never get to have time to do when when you're a chef or it's always just like a, a side job or a part, you know, another part of it.
1: I have been really impressed by the way you kind of came into town and immediately you know immersed yourself in the local scene and getting to know producers and and people in the industry. How has that kind of informed the way Cali has come together
2: I think that that's the most important part about like understanding you know what what an amazing restaurant is you know what what separates a a mission star restaurant from you know, a regular restaurant and, or like, just like really good cuisine is like, you know, I, I'm always about like, you know, every restaurant that's memorable is kind of you, 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 the memory is developed by this feeling of time and place. When you go dine at a restaurant, you're like, okay, you, you want that feeling of you're in San Diego, California, you want that emotion, you want the the feeling, the flavor, the, the vibe, you know, even the server has, you know, a little bit of like, you know, not that it's like the surfer dude feel, but it's like, you know, that's cool because that's what I'm expecting in Southern California. Um, so it's like the start of the menu is dips, so Mediterranean dips style. So um, you know, the original plan we were gonna do like like Bob Gunuch table side, um, just because like, you know, in San Diego, Southern California everyone does like walk table side. So I thought it'd be kinda cool to do um, like, a a really awesome, like, Lebanese-style babu-nish table side where we had, like, the roasted-pressed, um, like, smoky eggplant that was kind of, like, mixed like the avocado and have like, this tahini dressing, lemon tahini dressing and, like, zaatar. and if you liked it, like, a little spicy, we can have, we can have, like, a little fresh or fermented chili in there or whatever, um, but, and then we have, you know, this amazing, um, oven, so we'll have this, um, uh, fresh made pita and stuff um that will be incredible we've kind of developed um, for a long time now this this pita bread
0: um but we you know we, so
2: <laughs> we you know we, we, mill, we mill like and you know there'll be there'll be hummus with with israeli jug and and you know um roasted garlic and you know during the spring you know when all the fish are coming out and they have the roe inside of them we'll you know we'll cure and smoke the roe and and make this um greek di- dip called uh termosalata um, which is like it's love like a, yeah it's it's incredible um it's you know it's another way to, to use the whole fish um you know and then it goes from like dips and then it goes from like um raw and cured so you have like we have this amazing italian ham slicer so we'll be like you know hams from around the world i love, I love spanish spanish iberico and um we have like a little like a little uni and, and ham toast that we have on the menu um that's that's pretty amazing um that kind of featured it when i did a dinner at at the fishery with mike and then uh yeah and then we so we have like i know like crudos crudos as well which are like you know anything from you know a local a local fish to you know um there's some amazing um coming from la paz down in baja um also you know i'm we'll, we'll we'll use some some um you know other other some some local um local wild fish and some some farm fish as well and just just to make sure that that uh people feel comfortable with it you know some sometimes raw fish is uh you know a lot of people want it to be like super frozen and stuff before they before they eat it or it needs to be farm raised uh, a lot a lot of the pacific fish has quite a bit of mercury in it so um you know, we we are definitely conscious of that um and also very conscious of you know not only not only the um, the taste and the flavor of things but also the meaning of sustainability and what that means for um, you know the better the better of, no the better of the better flavor and also the better of for our industry in the long run i um, so we're definitely very conscious of that but so we have like the raw the raw and cured and then we have um, like uh, salads and veggies so I'm, I'm obsessed with vegetables um, I love cooking vegetables so the menus you know in each, each dish on the menu is very focused on like one main ingredient and, and, and like it's complemented by, you know, flavors, flavors with the Mediterranean palette, but it's not, you know, it's, there's no dish on the menu. That's like a full entree dish. It's all about like, you know, featuring like broccoli, to GQ from, from, um, from JR organics farm. It just blows my mind, but like, you know, from Valdivia farms at the farmer's market on Saturday, I picked up heirloom tomatoes and they're like better than they were in the summertime. I'm like what the hell is going on here? So, you know, it's not, it's not, and it's funny, you know, following, following the traditional season of what I'm used to, you know, following in, in New York is definitely not what we have available here in San Diego. You know, it's really about, you know, sometimes the Valley center has a completely different microclimate than the rest of the, the city. And it's funny, you know, we get, we get peas that grow here like in January, <laughs> you know, cause just because it's the temperature for peas in January here and like normally peas you want to get until March, you know, or they come back in September again. You're like, it's just, you know, and I, I live like 10 minutes from Chino farm. So I'm there all the time as well. I'm just trying to see what's, what's growing. And, and it's like pretty amazing. So featuring vegetables is a huge thing for me. Um, and I think it you know, kind of goes well with like the california lifestyle of like eating eating um clean um so yeah vegetables and then you know then there's like a lar- a larger like a, you know a section of with that's kind of featuring meats and meats and fish cooked meats and fish um and that's anything from you know taking a sheep's head and like making a chop from the sheep's head and understanding like where the fish what the fish eats what it looks like you know what the flavor of the fish the fish is like you know eats crustaceans and so it eats lobster and shrimp and, and it has a very sweet flesh and so we've been like taking the fish and and taking it and cutting it into a chop and you know a lot of times people take the skin off that fish but the skin's like well where all the fat is and super delicate and you know i don't know if i talked to candace or you about it um at all but i trained and i trained um pretty extensively in japan and and a lot of times with the fish like that, you would just steam it. Um, so I built a steamer on my, on my, on my line just for steaming fish because I think it's like the best way to enjoy the flavor of like the natural clean flavor of the fish. So, you know, a dish we did last Saturday for, for uh, a party was, you know, it was just like, just steam the top crown of, of the, of the, of the, of the um, sheep's head. And we took the head and the tail and, and the, and the belly meat and, made an amazing sauce with the the, um, spot prawn heads and made this, like, shellfish, um, nage. Uh, And it was, like, just a pure essence and flavor of, like, the richness of crustacean and the fish. Mm -hmm. And then you had, like, the steamed, clean fish over the top of it. It's, like, you know, that's, it's very Japanese-style way of thinking, but it's also using all local ingredients. Um, You know, has, like, a Mediterranean kind of bouillabaisse feel to it in the sauce. But it's, like, very clean, like, the service is very easy. You know, you, you have to cook the fish perfectly. But besides that, it's really just like something that's very pure, you know, and something that anybody can enjoy. You know, I, I really, as as it, that may sound like talking about it, may sound pretentious, but it's all very, very simple and clean and like how it's about the fish. And, and, you know, that's kind of the way I think about it is like try to make it as approachable as possible, try to make it as clean as possible, try to make it, you know – and 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 make some dishes like super fun, and you know, yeah, I I want this restaurant to be so fun, you know, like I want it to be have a fun jovial atmosphere where nothing's too serious, you know, like I just want it to be, you know, like exciting, and you know, I want it to be a pretty loud dining room with fun music playing, and but it's hip hop, or I love like French hip hop, so like you know, there's some French hip hop playing in there.
0: Thank you so much for your time and uh, all of your thoughtful answers. We really appreciate it. And we hope, we hope, hope, hope. Fingers crossed, Callie, in mid-March, early June. Nice time to get back to restaurants.
2: Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I'm very excited about it.
0: Thanks, as always, for hanging out with us again. You can find the topics we talked about today on NBC7.com and in our Eater San Diego and NBC7 roundups, which publish every Friday on the scene section of NBC7.com.
1: We'll also share highlights from this episode on our show notes articles, which you can find on both sandiego.eater.com and NBC7.com.
0: If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe to Scene in San Diego on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher, wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts.
1: We'll talk again soon. Take care.